Coming up on the Devil's Puck Luck podcast, the Devils fall in overtime to the wild, and most importantly, what's going on with Jack Hughes? We dive in on it all coming up next with a special guest from a fellow Devil's Pod. devil's puck luck podcast on youtube with your eyes on podcast with your ears those are two types of mediums that you can get this delicious little episode we're putting together right now for you i am of course adam arbick breaking down the nets and the locked on nets podcast as their season peters to a conclusion in some peters. form or fashion and yeah, peters out peters. you know yeah you get it and then uh, also the new york football giants on the one giant podcast my boy andy mack with a big draft coming up next month he is danny mcdonough 20-year season ticket holder. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit disoriented. It's been a rough couple of days for me. I just <laughs> celebrated a brother's birthday. Yeah. I came in hot to this episode. So. Yeah, the hibachi, you know? The hibachi was good stuff. Hibachi's going to get you. Yeah, but you know what hibachi usually requires? It's like a nap. Yeah, you probably are like really full right now, right? Don't worry about me. I just had double rice to keep <laughs> it nice. And then some uh, steak and chicken. Man, I'll tell you what, though. The, the steak was it's the best, man. spot on. But that's not why people are here. I don't think, unless you are, in which case we can talk about the various menu items that you have at the local hibachi and no, 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 that's not why. (laughs) Uh, Coming up later, we're going to have Justin from Devils Fanatics on. Yeah, really nice, really nice guy. Looking forward to it. So uh, a good podcast doing his thing. Um, Absolutely. With uh, Daniel. That's right. Yeah. Ooh, double Danny. Yep. And that's um, something we want to do. Obviously, we had Devil State of Mind on last week. We just want to be reaching out, connecting, and forming a little bit of a posse inside of the Devil's uh, podcasting landscape. That's coming up later. First, though, before we talk about Jack Hughes and (laughs) what's going on there, we did also finally conclude through painstaking process for you. Yeah. Figure out who actually won the ticket giveaway, and they 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 went to the game. Already happened. Yeah, yeah, it already happened. Yeah, they went uh, done. Tickets was, given away. Celebration over. It was last night. We're recording this Wednesday to be released uh, a little later on Thursday. Right. Um, but congratulations to Kyle. It took me a while and Adam a while to <laughs> actually comb through all social media to find the right answers. A lot of people were guessing wood as that fifth yeah. um, keyword, but it was palat. And about I'm gonna say seven or eight people got it. And uh, a lot of people guessed wood though. So, but thank you guys for reaching out and thank you for listening and thank you for really coming at it quickly with all the DMs. Um, it was awesome. And Kyle, congratulations. Yeah. You know, thank you for the shout out on your Instagrams as well. And uh, listen, we're gonna do it again. I don't know if it's gonna be this season uh, because I know tickets are gonna be at a premium, obviously, coming down the stretch for the final, uh, you know, five home games that the Devils have. I think you had said um, if the Devils make the Stanley Cup, you'll give away all home games at Prudential Center to a lucky fan. Yeah, sure, for uh, 2000 apiece. Ooh, there will be a price tag associated. I don't even think there'll be a price tag on that. You're going to want to go. Like You have the tickets, you're going to go. So, Um, Yeah, so that was fantastic, and congrats to Kyle. Um, we're looking forward to doing more of that. And it was really cool. And and also we 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 figured out that we need to improve our 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 structure on cataloging what yes. the names were because we had to do some self combing to remember <laughs> what the names were. But at the end, it was a really a really fun time, and it was cool to see people uh, engaging with that. Absolutely. Let's talk about the wild game. Uh, the Devils losing overtime. Mm. Great. Um, there's there's good plays, bad plays, overall effort, all that good stuff. Jack Hughes. 
I mean, it, it, it's so interesting to love and want to see a player continue to expand his game and then at the same time be incredibly frustrated because the pressing is happening there. And in this instance, it's the pressing yeah. that directly leads to an overtime loss. You know what I think it is? I think it's it's very misleading, right? You look at the shots on goal. You know, the Devils are pushing 50 shots against the Wild. Jack had 10 shots on goal. Yeah. So it's great he's shooting. And yes, some of those shots are going to fall. But to me, it's the consistency on turning the puck over when he's trying to skate through four defensemen, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, what are you doing, Jack? Because you're literally turning the puck over right away. And what we've talked about throughout the last, you know, handful of episodes, puck possession, simplifying the passing, get your line mates involved. I don't even remember calling Halla's name as much and thinking about Halla as much, you know, during the wild game. And same thing with Tuna, you know, his line mates. So, yep. you know, it's... Oh, excuse me, wrong line. But talking, well, no, Hall is I'm on that line. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking Hall at stats up. right now. Yeah, so, so, so what yeah. I get was what I say. No, but, yep. <laughs> but Hall is back on the line with, with Hughes, which yes. everybody likes because obviously Jack was and hot Mercer. when he was on. Yeah, when he was with Hughes. But, you know, you didn't see Mercer get into the action as much as you like because I think Jack was just trying to be a little too fancy with the puck and he's giving the puck up, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, my thing is, and you mentioned the 10 shots, and that matters because one of the themes we talked about, and I think a lot of Devils fans talk about, is like take the shots, not just right. for Hughes, for the entire team. And we praised Brat the other night for doing it because it was take the shot when you have it. We saw how that rewarded him. But like I was just thumbing over um, Hughes' stats here. You know he's a minus on the plus minus line yeah. for two straight months now. Yes, February he was a minus two coming out of the month. He's a minus seven in March right mm -hmm. now. Like on the one hand, you look at it and say for the most part the Devils have been winning. Obviously, in the month of March it has been a little bit more difficult over these last handful of games or the last five, losing four of those, but. It's hard to be a, a net negative yeah, with the talent that he has and when the team is, relatively speaking, performed at a high level, right? Like, go back to those three-game that three game winning streak they had, Washington, Montreal, and Carolina. He has the one great game against the Canes in the 3-0 right. win, three on the plus-minus. Right. You take that out, and this guy's a minus 10 in the month of March. Yeah, and that's what's a little concerning, you know, and a lot of people are saying because the Devils are 5-5 five and five basically since Timo's gotten here that maybe it's a Timo issue. Timo has gotten progressively better every single game he's played, you know, and, and I'm taking it away from that now because, yes, I understand Devils fans' concern when they see Timo taking a lot of penalties, not really know what's going on on some of the defensive breakdowns, but you're seeing the maturation of him growing with his line mates and obviously growing with the entire team because he's been shuffled around a lot. And he's scoring goals now. You know, he's yeah. got four goals. You know, he's he's hitting everybody. You know, he's physical. And and Jack's going to continue to shoot. But I think that there's something going on. I don't know if it's he's just tired and he's mentally just not. He's just trying way too hard. And and maybe that's why it's happening, where mm -hmm. he's trying to skate through people. But uh, Something's got to change. I know it's very misleading looking at his stats for shots. But looking at the plus minus, what you're talking about, that minus is a huge deal. Yeah, and it's relative to the production that's on the, when he is on the ice. Just yeah. the team production when he's on the ice. And to your point about Meyer, because I do want to ask you another question mm -hmm. here. Um, over these last now, in the last two games, he's been plus four, plus three in the Tampa Bay game, obviously the 5-1 win. He's net neutral since coming over in the trade. Right. We talk about the plus minus. And you've seen that growth. But you mentioned the physicality for him. When we now see that these lines are, they, he's rough as restructured things. Sure. You've broken up some of your key players. Do you look at it as the Timo Meyer? I'll say this is how I look at it. Mm -hmm. The Timo Meyer acquisition, a six-year veteran of the league, is as much about what he can be short-term, long-term, and about the safeguard 
of a young player in Jack Hughes who, what if he doesn't round himself back into form before the playoffs? Mm -hmm. Like, however far you think the Devils are going to go, you can't risk. If you go into the playoffs and Hughes is underperforming or is struggling the way he has recently and you don't have Timo Meyer, you might as well close the book on it. You're you're gonna have a really hard time staying competitive right. against the Eastern Conference. Uh, yes and no, but like you'd have to have someone stay hot like Mercer was, you know, and just be lights out yes. in the playoffs, or Palat yeah. just score and you know just be on the score sheet. To answer your question, I think it's it's a difficult question to answer, right? Because at the end of the day, is I want everybody to know this: Jack Hughes is going to be fine, right? Yeah, he, I don't, he's yes. going to be fine. Yeah. Right now, there's something going on. He's in a slump. And I think a lot of it is a testament to a lot of the teams that we're playing. We're seeing teams play the neutral zone trap, you know, and, and right. it's, it's happened, it's happened a lot. You're seeing all opposing teams clog up the neutral zone, and Jack doesn't know what to do. He's And he's trying to control the puck, and he's trying to skate around these defenders in the neutral zone when he should be passing the puck. And again, it's just simplify it. When it comes to the playoffs, this is why you have that one word we always talk about, depth. You know, so that depth of your star players. We have another star player in Timo. So, yes, to answer your question. But at the same time, is Jack can turn it on and he can switch that, you know, yeah. that mode of switch play. Switch the flip. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he can flip the switch. Sure. Flip. Switch a flip. Switch the flip. Flip, yeah. flip, flip a switch. Okay. Very easily. You know, he really can. You know, and, and that's the thing that I think all Devils fans need to realize that he's going to be all right. But having Timo is just that added depth. 11 games to go. Um, any chance that you think that Ruff would sit Hughes down for a couple of games. Absolutely not. Okay. So you're just, yeah, you, you no question. It, work through it. Work through it. That's you know, you you got an eight year, eight million dollar a year deal. This you are the future of this team. But you're not. So you're not looking at it as a fatigue thing or anything like that. This is just if he's banged up and he's not telling any of the New Jersey Devils staff, then sure. there's a problem. I don't see it being that. If it winds up that he's sore, something's going on, then he tells the staff. That's a different story. We all know how hockey injuries are, upper right. body injury. That He's becomes got a lower this. body injury. If it's something like that and he just needs some rest, that it's just something sore, whatever it might be, then maybe sit him down a couple of games if, if that's the case. I don't think it is. I think right. he's just really pressing, and I think he is the one that is struggling the most with these inconsistent lines. And I think it's a testament to what Ruff is trying to do to find that happy place for Jack because we need Jack Hughes. Okay, so then let's let's conclude that conversation on that point. Ruff is trying to figure out the best combinations, what's going to work for his team, what's going to give him the chance to be as successful as possible mm-hmm. over seven game series sure. in the playoffs. If it's coming at the detriment, is there no going back now? Because you've been shuffling lines, you're trying to figure it out. Timo is starting to play a little mm-hmm. bit better. You are seeing some of the other lines figure things out mm-hmm. together as well. Right. So now it just comes down to like Jack Hughes is the odd man out in terms of acclimating back to what has been his best line all year in terms of the combination with Halla and with Mercer. So like you can't now all of a sudden rewind it back and say, let's revert back to what worked best for Jack Hughes, because then we don't know, especially with say Timo Meyer, we don't know what the best combination is because we're trying to figure that out right. on the fly here. Something that has really gone under the radar since Jack has been playing with Halla is Hala! The, the, def- <laughs> the defensive breakdowns that Jack has had. Yeah have not resulted in goals because Halla is being very defensively responsible. It's one of the good things nice of Jack. There. Yeah. Right. It's one of the good things about Jack being on that line is I've noticed that a lot. Um, Jack in his defense too, has come back and back check a little better, but it's really just the reckless skating from one end of the ice to the other and trying to skate through every opponent. It's just not going to work, Jack. It's going to work one out of 50 times. 
And giving the puck away like that is always going to result in, you know, odd man rushes the other way or just basically less time in the attacking zone. It's what we don't want. Coming up here shortly over one of these episodes, I'll say something like this. Ooh. That reads, Jack is back for our friends that are only listening. I think you'll get there. Me too. Um, it's just that this is what happens when you make a trade like this. This is what happens over a long season. You said this all since we launched this podcast. Young players, there's going to be a grind there. It happens even to veterans, by the way. Like veterans going to slumps, let alone a guy that you know is going to be critical. While we wait for, um, we're going to have Justin from Devils Fanatics coming up here in a second. We're going <laughs> to watch his Instagram coverage of the Jack Hughes turnover in overtime. It was a delight. It's like all of the raw fan emotion that you want to have from somebody. It's, it's, it's crazy, too, because Jack hit the post right before that. You know what I mean? So it's, you well, can't. Again, like, the, 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 the entire thing is like, yeah, and then Hamilton nuts getting back because he was tired on the ice for a while. That's another thing we probably should talk about is Hamilton and Hughes on the ice in overtime. Yeah. You know that there's going to be a lot of situations where you get a little nervous about them skating back. Sure, and, I, and you know what? That's the interesting trade-off, I think, about offense versus defensive, how you want to structure your sure. overtime teams. We've talked about it on power plays and trying to figure out the PP1 specifically because mm-hmm. you need that to be more dominant. It needs to be dangerous. Uh, but it looks but, bad right now. It, it at some point too, and this is it. This is what makes it, I think, um, a conversation that need not necessarily have a definitive answer. Because then you can look at Ruff and say, "Are you putting the best collection of players right now in the short term? Mm-hmm. Are you maybe putting, you know, you're putting Hughes in theory in a spot to break out of the slump and really have a big moment?" And he hits the post. If it goes in, you're going ah, Ruff pulled all the right strings. When it doesn't, and there's a turnover and it's an overtime goal the other way, you go. Well, maybe you shouldn't be putting that pressure on Jack, right? So it's a very puck fluid. It's, seriously, think about it. Puck luck. You know, Someone you get some. You get do some a show called that. <laughs> you get some lucky bounces, and the whole thing could turn yes. for Jack. Um, one last thing, I think I'll ask you here, though. Just as we're eleven games left here, and the Rangers are at the same point with seventy-one games under their belt as well, six-point lead. Have they done it? Like, have the Devils is six points enough? No. Over 11 games? The, the, the is answer the, is, the, is the problem that the Devils have lost four of their last five. And the answer is no. The, the answer yeah. is no, is because we got very lucky with Carolina coming back to beat the Rangers. Yep. Um, thank God, though, there was no three point game there because I was worried about an overtime. Um, no, the Devils are not secure in that number two spot in the Metro. They can easily slide to the third spot, which we don't want, even though we've been great on the road. When you play the Rangers, they're going to show up at Prudential Center, you know, so and they're going to represent at MSG, obviously. So, you know, just we need to get these wins coming up. Bad news. The Columbus Blue Jackets have been eliminated. Yeah. They're just nosing in the for, standings. Here. Yeah. Sharks have been eliminated too. 22, 41, and 7. Yeah. Only team in the entire uh, Metro. How are you enjoying that, Johnny Goudreau? Out of, oh, okay. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Did not realize it was going to go that direction. Coming up here in a second, we will have Justin in from devil's fanatics podcast we'll talk about that lake sequence with jack hughes against the wild how he's feeling over these final 11 games and just what it is to be a part of the devil's community we dive in on that conversation coming up next coming up next all right as promised we connect with people within the devil's sphere of influence we got to keep doing it. i love it you know i just i, I love the devil's this isn't the last com- one no, this isn't the last one we're doing more of them no no but okay. I do, i'm saying i love the devil's camaraderie you know that's ah, what it's all yes. about everyone's been welcoming everyone's been fantastic and that's why as we said at the top really excited to welcome in justin from the devil's fanatics podcast also uh over on i want to make sure i get all your tags right justin first of all and foremost welcome man how are you how you living coming off a difficult loss for the devils 
I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, obviously tough loss yesterday to the wild. I mean, it doesn't get much heartbreaking than that, to be honest. Like Jack <laughs> is the post and then it just goes the other way. It's just like it's so unlucky, but what are you gonna do about it, you know? So before we get into that, um, which we will, because I was I was saying before we started, the Instagram uh, reaction is everything you want from a pure Devils fan standpoint. I think you were the collective voice of a fan base. Yeah. Um, when we were getting started here, you, you mentioned how you started with Daniel on the podcast, finding out you knew each other from Montclair State. But you also mentioned your age. And I don't, I don't like to give it away because I'm a youthful man. <laughs> I, I don't you care. You, you could say I don't care. That's no, well, no, not for you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're 19. That's great, dude. <laughs> yeah. You should be telling everybody that you're 19 yeah. years old. I was going to say, and Danny can fill it in, <laughs> is that that means that I'm almost double your oh, age right, right now. When you mentioned oh, when you God. were born, that's the year that I graduated high school. You know what's pretty awesome about that is because you're 10 years older than me. And, <laughs> and I no, we're the same age. Yeah. 37 exactly. years old. 37 years young. That's right. right. So so like think, there you go. No, but it, it's, it's kind of crazy thinking about Justin because – 2003 I, I saw the devils win the stanley cup the year you were born so it's it's a different perspective so but tell us a little about like how you and daniel connected and, and started everything with your podcast um so yeah basically so we both figured out so he had his um he's always had his page called devils.report he's been running it for years now I, and i believe it or not i actually followed him for like four years now but i never knew who he actually was and then obviously this past year uh in july in 2022 I started Devils Fanatics, and then eventually we connected and stuff like that. And then we both ended up figuring out that we went to the same school. We were majoring in the same thing. Um, and then we eventually connected doing the radio show there. Um, we do a hockey show there at Montclair right now. So and then eventually we really become like really close over the past few months. And we even went to like Washington, D.C. to see the Devils play there. And then we eventually came up with the idea of like, let's do a podcast because obviously we're both heavily passionate about the devils and absolutely this is like definitely like we know like we want our career paths to be around sports media so we feel like this would be a great opportunity for like not only us but to, uh, for our followers and our supporters um to give them like try to give them the best devils podcast we can possible so yeah absolutely and what's great what you guys have been doing too is is i saw you guys down in dc too i saw the uh the instagram post you guys are bringing like the flags and bringing the banners and yeah. everything it's awesome yeah. but more importantly it's what i like to especially i've seen you doing justin is is you're getting everybody involved even at the stadium you're asking people questions you're talking to people about the state of the devils you know so it, it's great for for adam and i too who are jumping into the this new devil's puck luck podcast it's all about the puck luck um it, it's just great seeing fans you know, really doing everything that we love to, you know, talking sports, talking hockey, talking devils. And it's really a testament to where the devils are now, you know, after five bad years, we'll just right. call them bad years. That's what they were. Um, it's great to see where the devils are now and where they're going in the future. So I love it, man. And great work. You're doing great work. Thank you, bro. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. So um, before I uh, let me ask you quickly, how many games do you travel to? Do you get to go to a lot of games on the road? I mean, obviously, it's, you know, sphere of influence. How far away from New Jersey can can you get to? So, I mean, I used to have season tickets, actually. So I don't like me and my dad. We stopped doing that after COVID happened. And mm -hmm. now like I, now I'm like a college student. I can only go to so many games. So I just buy tickets like cheap when it like last like whenever I can go get the chance. But I try to go as many home games and then for away games. I mean, 
uh, I just probably more locally. So like Rangers, Islanders, like Capitals, like mm-hmm. teams like more local and stuff like that. I try to go to eventually my goal is to go to every NHL arena at mm-hmm. some point in my life. I try to, I want to do it one day. I did um, the Eastern uh, Canada trip with my dad and my brother this past November. So, and that was one of the best trips ever. And obviously the devils won all three of those games, which it made yeah. it even better. So that's awesome. Take it from me, Justin. Uh, you can just walk into a college course and say, I apologize. I was on the road watching the Devils. They take that. It doesn't even affect your grades in the slightest. Attendance will not be marked off. Um, okay. The wild game, the overtime. I mentioned this at the top there. Your Instagram reaction to it, I said it was like the collective voice because it was, first of all, it goes off the post, so it's a near brilliant opportunity for Jack Hughes to end up turning it around kind of his night, which had some frustrating moments already. Instead, the turnover goes the other way. The goal, it all ends. But but, but just hearing your voice going, no, 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 no. Like I, I could only envision every Devils fan just mouthing those words in front of their TV. But I, you could hear how devastating it was. Did you... It doesn't matter any anything you really want to put it into context, but like, did you feel like that was Jack Hughes' moment? How quickly did you realize how bad it was going to go? Because it was you were instantly <laughs> touting that it was going in a very bad direction. I mean, yeah, you could just tell. Like, it just it doesn't get much more unlucky like than that. Like, literally, you go off post and then it comes right to Boldy, and it's just like, oh my god, I don't even want to watch. Like, even like I, I was listening <laughs> to the post game, Bryce Salvador was like. I, don't, I just put my head down and then I, I didn't even want to watch because like it's just like you're just hoping VTech makes the save, but you can't yeah. like put put the pressure on him either because he had a great game yesterday as well. So it was like it's just so frustrating. Like Jack Hughes had what like six shot attempts in overtime. Yeah. You know, I, you know the, the crazy thing is too, it, it's I love the raw emotion. I, I think that's what makes obviously you doing what you're doing with your podcast and your Instagram and everything. The, the, what happened? Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I get excited every time I hear it, but um, you know, it's just that raw emotion and, and just that collective emotion. It, it makes us huge devils fans. But let me ask you a question. Cause we were talking about it before you came on. Do you see it being an issue with the way Jack is playing right now that maybe splitting up Jack and Dougie in the overtime and not having them on the ice? Because it seems that, they get caught a lot three on three and even five on five. They've been getting caught a lot. So you think there, there might be a good idea that rough can do on that three on three to split them up or keep them together. What do you think? It, that's hard to say. Like, even like I was texting with my dad yesterday and he was like, Oh, we need more Nico and Brett on the ice. And I'm like, I kind of agree. Cause those are more like, I look, I, I think I agree. I think they should be separate on the ice because mm-hmm. those are two players who tend to like, sometimes, try to go all in offensively yeah. and then it comes back to bite them. We've seen it yes. so many times this season. And whereas you have guys like Nico, Brad, or like Tatar, or players like that who are very responsible, but also could produce on a high offensive level. So I feel like you need like the best of both worlds for your three guys on the ice at a time. So it's like, I don't like it, it at the end of the day, like it was just so unlucky. Like you went off the post yeah. and came right to Boldy. And then Dougie's at that point has been on the ice for like over a minute now. Yeah, he, he like, was exhausted. And and, he was, he I, and and not to knock him, but he's like not the fastest player to begin with. So <laughs> I, it was like bothering me that people were like going attacking him for like, oh, he's showing up for like the guy's gassed. Like, yeah, and I'm sure you've seen it too. Just regular five on five, too, is with Jack. 
his struggles now are really we don't know it, it's like we can obviously speculate right we can think it's like oh maybe it's a mental thing where he's just in his head maybe there's something lingering injury wise but it's the 10 shot attempts right against minnesota awesome to see However, it is so frustrating watching Jack skate up and down the ice, trying to get through four opponents when he doesn't even pass the puck once and just turns the puck over. So I know I'm sure it's frustrating for you too, but have you seen, because I know we've seen it, have you seen more of the teams we're playing, especially more of the veteran teams, really start to focus more on the neutral zone trap? We've talked about this a lot, and I haven't seen this in a while. And a a team uh, like the Devils, opponents, especially teams like Tampa Bay, the Boston Bruins of the world, the Minnesota Wild of the world, they are clogging up the neutral zone so much. And do you think that is part of the stress that Jack's going through and he's so frustrated and he's pressing and why he's turning the puck over a lot? I think it is. I mean, I feel like Jack Hughes has always had a problem of turning the puck over. It's just mm-hmm. now, like more than ever, it's like you're seeing it more often because I think the guy just wants – like, obviously you want number 86 to have the puck on his stick at all times. Always. Because he could do so many great things with it, but he also could do a lot of bad things with it. But I think a lot of teams are literally like the Devils are having a hard time getting the puck in the zone. And mm-hmm. sometimes it frustrates me that they have to dump the puck in. And even like on the power play, you watch it. And then sometimes they're like, they, like especially their second power play unit, they have such a hard time entering the zone. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they dump the puck in on a five on four or six on five. I'm like, Oh my God, it's so frustrating. You just, you think you would have like players who could just go into the zone, but like outside of like Jack Hughes, Brat, maybe Tatar, there's not many guys who could really just enter the zone um, mm-hmm. easily. So it's like, oftenly they have to dump the puck in. And so like, you're a hundred percent right. Well, um, with what you're that's saying. the problem around the idea. This is where I think we battle about Jack Hughes struggling, Timo Meyer acclimating, Ruff making too many adjustments, not trusting players long enough. But when you talk about navigating the neutral zone, at some point you want to take the puck off of Hughes' stick. Let's let collectively enter the zone, right? Find a way to navigate it off of string together a few passes. But the problem has been the team hasn't necessarily shown the ability to do that, right? So you're looking for one man on a stick to gain the zone, then control, then set the play up. And it has been a bit of a breakdown, especially when we talk about the way other teams approach it. I wonder how long that starts to linger. The other thing that I do want to ask you about when we talk about that wild game and the the overtime setup, the question that I start to wonder about is, and it's for you too, Dan, is are you playing for having the explosive combination? So, okay, let's go with Dougie, let's go with Jack, and you'll risk what you're going to lose defensively. You can go that way, or should you be willing to play a little bit more conservative, right? Playing for the shootout, which isn't anything that a fan necessarily <laughs> wants to hear when it comes to the Devils, but at the same time, what what's the percentage risk, right? How much riskier is it to put out your violently offensive unit that also gives up potential opportunities going the other way? Do you have any inclination one way or the other about what you would prefer to see as a fan i mean like not really to be honest i mean i really i can't stand it when the devils get into a shootout so i mean i <laughs> right. so honestly yeah i kind of want like our best players out there or at least offensive wise because i want it to end in overtime and the devils have been a great overtime team this season they're 10 and 4 in overtime mm-hmm. um so far this season so i mean yeah i and, and teams are scared of us no doubt in overtime because it's so much open ice and the devils have so many young players who could skate at such a high rate like Hughes, Nico, or Brad. So it's like teams are scared of us and stuff like that. So, I mean. You know what the funny thing is? The funny thing is, is teams are just playing keep away from us in overtime. 
They are literally just skating around, skating backwards. Oh, they don't. No, nah, that doesn't look good. Let me skate it out of the zone and go behind my own net and kill you another twenty five seconds. I, here. I saw that the other. Uh, it wasn't even in that overtime game. I'm trying to remember what the one, the prior one to that, where the patience level from the opposition in overtime. You just said it to be willing to cycle out of the zone. Oh, it was and Tampa. Reset themselves. It was the second Tampa. game against Tampa. It's when Timo scored with like two and a half minutes left to tie it. And then, I yeah. found that so aggravating. The it's inability smart. to. Oh no 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 no! It's a it's a great strategy. I just found it frustrating. To it was on twofold. One to not have the ability to feel confident enough, and it almost speaks to the wild game, confident enough to take the risks, and then you end up going the other way, and it creates an odd man rush, et cetera. But then the other side of it is, like, you're not confident enough to go and try to take that puck away for what it risks you. And the Devils don't execute the same way offensively when they're in overtime, being willing to recycle. Like, this is the thing where I think for, like, a Jack Hughes, especially when you want to operate in that space, will be willing to set up the right opportunity not be willing to force the issue on the opportunity. And the overtime for the wild game, again, clanks off the post. That, that That's puck luck. There's nothing to really you know be glaring yeah, about the, that. But you want to see consistency. When the Devils had the puck in overtime, they were fine. You know, the open ice, I thought they played well. I thought they pulled the puck out of the zone when they needed to. It goes back to what we're talking about. Do you risk having Dougie and and yes, uh, Jack setup. on the ice. Yeah. I think you do against a team like the Wild, number one, because we suck in the shootout. You know what I mean? <laughs> we just suck in the shootout. It's yeah. Timo yeah. down, though. Yeah, but listen, you call a spade a spade. We're, we're bad in the shootout. And, yeah. and Justin, here's a good one for you, right? It's Do you see do you see Jack staying with Hollow? Because obviously the, the success oh, yeah, Jack had nice. with Eric Halla is was you obviously saw it. He was extremely hot with him on that line, you know, in games past. So do you think Ruff is going to stick with this? Or do you think he's going to move and put Jack on a different line again? I mean, like, honestly, who knows with Lindy Ruff? But, I mean, no I, I would say, I mean, you should keep him with Eric Hall and Mercer for now because, obviously, like you said, Hughes has played his best when Eric Hall is playing center because Eric Hall is their best – is or probably one of their best face-off men. Mm-hmm. And that means Jack Hughes gets the puck more often. And da- Dawson Mercer is a good wing to have complement Hughes and Hall as well. So, I mean – I wouldn't really want to change much because even that Nico, Merce, uh, that Nico, Timo, and Brat line looks mm-hmm. great in the last two games. So I mean, absolutely. And, and obviously, look, Hughes has looked flat. I think, like, yes, not 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 last night, but the the like four games prior to that, he's looked really flat. Mm-hmm. So now, like, he looks like he came alive yesterday. He just couldn't get the puck in the net, basically. So I mean, that it gives me some confidence for him. I think next game or the game or the game after, he'll finally bury one. So. I think you would keep you should keep him with Hall, a good veteran def, veteran forward who could pick up the slack that Hughes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely, we mentioned Halla and his um, being the second best on faceoffs behind the cloud, right? Just having those guys that you think can win that faceoff and then put Hughes in a good position to have some success. Um, we'll close out on this before we ask where everyone can make sure they follow you and support you and everything that you and Daniel are doing. Um, I asked this of Dan earlier in the show, 11 games to go, six-point lead over the Rangers. How confident are you that the Devils close this season out with that number two seed and get to going with, with, at least on paper, a more favorable matchup, home ice matchup when it comes to the playoffs? I mean, I'm pretty confident. I'm not really worried about um, losing our second place, but I'm I'm honestly more worried about the division right now because I feel like we still have a good shot at that. Because. If you look at Carolina's upcoming schedule, I know they beat the Rangers last night, but mm-hmm. then they have the Rangers again. I think they have like Tampa, Toronto, and Boston coming up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think this upcoming like five-game stretch for both teams is really going to tell you what you need to know 
going for because I mean the Devils have to win their next two games against two teams who are really struggling right now in the Sabres and Senators. But I think the Devils will be able to keep on to their second spot. But hopefully they win that division because that'd be pretty nice. But if they don't, it's not the end of the world. I'm just happy they're in the playoffs and I'm just enjoying the ride. Hundred percent. So you like that? So yeah, I like just it. enjoy. Listen, it's, Dan, stop having, you stop know. being so anxious. <laughs> stop being angry when Wood sees the ice. Yeah, stop the worrying about there. Smith. Just you know what I mean. Yeah, you know, always, you got so many problems. <laughs> just be more like Justin. Enjoy yourself. You know, Justin, I actually think that you're kind of at. So I saw the Devils win the cup. I just had turned seventeen. Oh my mm-hmm. God, I'm old, man. You're gonna be okay. Because so I just saw the Devils win the cup when you were born. I was 17 in 2003. I think you're in for something similar that I saw. You know, them winning in 2000 and 2003. Oh, yeah. I think this team is a seven to ten year group that's going to be able to stay together with that core. And I think you're in for a fun ride too, man. You know, kind of the same way that I was in my 20s. So it's like you said, it's it's time to sit back as a fan and just enjoy the ride we're on. Literally, yeah. You couldn't have said it better myself. Where do people get you? Where do they support you? You see it scrolling across the bottom right now at Devils Fanatics Podcast. It's just Devils Fanatics Podcast. Um, but also at Shout at the Devils over on Instagram. Anywhere else that people should follow you, get the show, support the show. Uh, no, just Shout at the Devils. You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. And then if you want uh, my Instagram, Devils Fanatics, which is my main brand. And that's really it. But um, I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a fun time. Yeah, man. You got it, man. Hopefully, um, like we want to do with a lot of the guys that are creating content around the New Jersey Devils. I think it's like next season, early game. We all circle up at the arena yeah, you know, and really annoy fans yeah. by having just eight or nine yeah, content saying, creators. We, we just need to get like a row of like 25 people, you know, is it yeah. 25 seats? In we all just bring our mics. And yeah. We all, we yeah. all plug in and we just start commentating simultaneously over the game. No, we'll, we'll connect though, Justin. We'll, we'll definitely go to games together. You know, maybe before the end of the year, we can hit one of the home games. You know, all of us would be really nice to do. Definitely. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. And stay focused on your finals. You know what I mean? Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's that GPA uh, up, Justin. Uh, that was playoff hockey is more important though. Come on now. Man with priorities. Justin, thanks so much. <laughs> man. We'll catch up with you down the road. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Take care, man. And that <laughs> was Justin from Devil's Fanatics Podcast. All those great spots to get him there that he mentioned. Be sure to support him, dude. I mean, and and it's not just because he's younger and he has years no, ahead of him and life is brighter um, for him. And Dude, I am right here. Coming down to the end. We're 37, man. We're not like no. 80 years old over here. No, nah, listen, Justin, you're the man. We really appreciate you coming on. And and what's great is he kind of has his call, you know, his call tag, you know, his, his yeah. tagline is the what happened. I love it. But, you know, you know, definitely check out uh, him and Daniel's podcast. Shout out to Devils. It's awesome. But thanks for coming on, man. He mentioned um, he mentioned there at the end of it. And we can mention here as we get out the door, the upcoming schedule for. Do you yeah. feel as confident about still being able to get the division? Yeah, I do. I, I think that it's going to benefit the devils to get the top seed in the metro i think that i'm more comfortable playing like an islanders little nerves off florida getting that wild card because they're physical so that's not a great matchup for us but listen no matter who we play this has been a successful season we have to stay on this high like justin was saying we have to win these next two games very winnable games and do not take these teams for granted because they can score goals and not for nothing uh carolina has two games in hand they're two two points up right now two games in hand so every game that they play mm-hmm if it's a loss, if it's a tie, yeah. if it's, you know, depending on what they're doing, it gives you some sense that you can chase it down. But it's funny, man, two game, two points behind, 
two games in hand for Carolina. We mentioned six points up on the Rangers, even number of games. Like, yeah, listen, it, it can, I can go every, it can go every direction here. If if it goes right, great, and it can go you know quote a little bit wrong. Oh too. man, it is awesome for the hockey fans out yeah. there of every team. You know, the it's Ranger fans are are super excited, thinking they can catch the Devils, and as they should be. As if I was a Ranger fan, I'd be excited too. And just as a Devils fan hoping that we can catch Carolina and thinking we can. And, and it's a big possibility. What I'd love to see is what do you love to see? three games left in a season. I want to see a Devils and Canes, which I think is going to happen. That's my prediction. Okay. Tied with the same amount of points. Three games left. Both teams with three games left. And it's going to be those final three games to see who gets the top seed, which would be awesome. There you go, my friends. You can, of course, support us on YouTube at Devils Puck Luck. You get us over on Twitter at NJ Devils PL on Instagram. Danny the face. Well, in the the, Adam the, sh- the show. Oh, at, at Devil's Puck Look. Hey, no. Personal first. No big deal, Dan. I was gonna get to it. <laughs> Danny the face on Twitter at Adam Armbreg on Twitter. You have your you have your like order, you do it. You know, you yeah. just that that's your lane, you know. Anywho, this has been a great episode. Nay, Absolutely. one of the best episodes of Devil's Puck Luck Podcast so far. We will, of course, be breaking down the games on Friday night, on Saturday night, another back-to-back session here. For the Devils, be interesting to see how they fare and if Jack Hughes, in fact, will take those 10 shots on goal and turn them into a little bit of a jumping off point down the home stretch of the season. Thank you, my friends, for joining us tonight. And as it is always on the ice, let's all be gravy.